Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 42, How to Podcast Live, Five Reasons, Four Cautions. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, also known as The Ramen Noodle on Twitter. That's also the name of my clean comedy podcast, which I would be delighted if you would check it out over at theramennoodle.com. But this is the podcast about podcasting. This is where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. What we do in this show is talk about podcasting and ways that you can podcast and also frequently focus entirely on audacity. Every few episodes we'll do that. But today I am setting up the stage to talk about something that many have sent me questions about, technical questions about this. But before I can answer the technical questions, I want to answer the philosophical questions. This is about podcasting live or live podcasting, live streaming, live broadcasting, whatever you want to call it. There are so many different ways to do it. So many techniques and methods and so many different setups of what kind of computer do you have? How many computers do you have? Do you have a mixer? How many microphones? How many co-hosts? Is it just you? Do you want sound effects? All of this and more can complicate this issue a whole lot. So I'm going to spend the next several episodes talking about how you can podcast live and giving you the tools to do that. But before we can even jump into how to do it, Perhaps you are already a podcaster and you have this main question on your mind when you hear people talk about podcasting live and being going live with their shows and you perhaps have been a part of other podcasters who have done live shows or chat rooms or anything like that and you've seen all of this and you're asking yourself a question. Why should you podcast live? I have five reasons for you that I think you should podcast live, and these are benefits to this. Let me tell you a brief little story first. When I first started podcasting back in 2007, I launched my flagship podcast called The Ramen Noodle, a clean comedy podcast. It's over at theramennoodle.com. Check it out, subscribe, all of that, laugh. In two years' time, I had published eight complete episodes. That's right. Eight. Not 80. Not 18. Eight episodes in two years. There were several reasons why it. I was so terrible at releasing episodes. First of all was that my editing process was so complicated that it was taking me a long time to just create the episodes. And because it would take several hours to edit a 15-minute episode, that's why I didn't release episodes very frequently is why spend several hours on 15 minutes of episode. And I don't have that the several hours to do that, or I didn't back then. I still don't today to do it like that. The payoff, the trade-off just isn't good enough. So it was taking me several hours 
And I also just wasn't consistent with it. That really hurt my podcasting is no consistency, no regular schedule. It seemed like almost every time I would record, I would say in it, I'm going to try and go bi-weekly now, or I'm going to try and do this monthly, or I'm going to try and release episodes weekly or, or regularly or anything like that. Never worked. Finally, in November of 2009, I got so frustrated with where I was with The Ramen Noodle that this was my flagship podcast, meaning the first one I started, and now it's the podcast that inspired the name of the network I host. Noodle Mix Network was named after, in some way, the Ramen Noodle podcast. So here's my flagship flagship podcast. It's what I really wanted to do at the time, but I was terrible at releasing episodes. And I watched people like Cliff Ravenscraft and Leo Laporte and James Kennison and all of these people do these podcasts and do live podcasts. And I suddenly realized this is part of the puzzle that I'm trying to put together. I need this piece. That will help me. Now, before I explain benefits... Understand, I'm not saying live podcasting is the be-all, end-all, fix-everything about procrastination and everything, but it helps. It really helped me a lot. So what I did is back in October of 2009, I committed that a month from then, I would start podcasting weekly, every Monday night at a certain time, and I would do it live on the internet. And I decided to do it live for several reasons. And I'll share a few of those with you of reasons that you should consider podcasting live and the benefits that you would reap from making the same decision. Now, I will say, of course, this isn't for everybody. If you have an extremely well-produced video podcast, it can be very difficult for you to podcast live, especially if you take the video camera out of the studio, then it can be very, very difficult to do it live. But let's just consider the general podcast out there, the way that most of the audio podcasts and maybe even some of the video podcasts are audio. We'll stick with that. Why should you podcast live? Well, what I found and my primary reason and benefit that I get from podcasting live is that it gives me consistency and accountability Consistency and accountability. Consistency in that I am releasing an episode every week. You know what that does for you? That alone, releasing an episode every week, that alone means that Google is seeing your site every time you update it, which is every week. People can come to your site and listen to new episodes every week. You can promote new episodes every week. So in your social networks and such, you have something new to promote every week. Being consistent, consistency and quality are the two things that grow an audience, the two best things that grow an audience. So if you can be consistent with your podcasting, then it will help you grow your audience. And the accountability part is helping you be consistent because when I started live podcasting, the reason I chose to do it live at a certain time is I decided I will do it then because people will come to depend on it. They'll know that at such and such time, Daniel will be podcasting. I'm going to go check it out. So when I went there and started podcasting live like that, I found that people were coming and hearing it live. And 
if I missed an episode, if I missed one particular time, then I would see comments in the show notes afterwards saying, uh, where's the show? Is there a show tonight? Is anyone there? When's the show going to be? And if I didn't update those people that there wasn't going to be a show, then you know they sent me messages. It helped me stay accountable. And so first thing is consistency and accountability. Second is it's a bonus experience and content for your audience. See, when your audience comes and watches your show live, then they're getting some bonus material. And I'm, I'll address this more in a bit, but I'm not saying that the time, your, your main time of your podcast, the content of your podcast should be specially a bonus to the people who are there live. But I'm saying the whole experience is a bonus because once you turn on that camera or audio, and you start going live, then you are a human being that people can interact with you. And they'll hear you tell jokes. I've had, there have been so many times I wish I started the recorder earlier or kept it going later because we had some hilarious conversations before or after a show that didn't make it into the recorded podcast or sometimes on the Audacity to podcast when I've recorded it live, or I do record it live so many times after I record it live, some people will have some questions. And so they'll put out some points or questions and such, and we'll interact. I'll answer some of those things or I'll ask questions from them. It's bonus content. Now, yeah, the downloading listeners are missing it, but they don't know they're missing it. So maybe it's okay. It'll be our little secret. But it's not in a way, uh, it's something that's an added bonus to arriving. It's kind of like (laughs) you go, if you decide to go grocery shopping on the weekend or on a Friday evening, depending on your location, you kind of get the bonus of free samples of food. You could almost make an entire meal out of grocery shopping, especially if you go to places like Sam's Club or Costco where they give tons of food or GFS or anything like that. Just rotate between the stores and you get all of these free samples. It's a bonus. Now, you're not paying anything for it. You go to the store and you buy your items just like you would any other day of the week. But because you happen to go on that particular day, you get this bonus stuff. But it's not different from what you purchase unless it's suddenly an impulse buy. But that's a different ordeal. Live podcasting is the same thing that you're getting an extra experience. You're getting to see me interact. You might see me make a mistake and I might say, oh, I'm, I'm going to edit that out because that was such a big mistake. And you'll see it and you'll realize, oh, that was kind of funny. Or you might just see that I'm a human and I try not to edit out minor mistakes. And if the window suddenly crashed or something. I I don't know if I would edit that out or my dog came in here and bounced on the keyboard. I might keep that in just for the fun of it. But listeners who are here live get bonus content and a bonus experience beyond the regular content of the podcast. So number one, consistency and accountability. Number two, bonus experience and content for attendees. And number three is direct interaction with your listeners. And this is 
ties back to what I say in the pod of podcasting, passion, organization, and dialogue. This is a way that you can build even more dialogue with your listeners and build more of a relationship with your listeners, direct with them, because they have the ability to converse with you before, after, or potentially maybe even during your podcast. They get to know you. You get to know them. So this gives you direct interaction and dialogue with your listeners. Number four, this builds a community among your listeners. Community is not everyone going to one person and that one person going to everyone else. But community is interaction between each person among themselves. So in the chat room, what will frequently happen is there there will be a conversation going between two or more people in the chat room and they're getting to know each other. They're connecting with each other. A community is building around the content I'm sharing. And the same can happen for you that instead of people not knowing who else is listening or maybe occasionally hearing someone else's name as feedback in the episode, they get to talk to other listeners. They get to share a mutual interest with other people on the extreme optimism side of this. I know of two couples that have been made because of meeting from a live podcast and a community around a podcast. So there's the extreme for you is that you could make a marriage for someone someday or maybe yourself if you're single, but we'll not put that in the benefits. So consistency and accountability and on consistency and accountability, um, There is also the note, and I got this from the chat room just now, that when you consistently release content, it takes the guessing game out of the equation so your listeners can know generally when you're going to have episodes on your podcast so that uh, they'll know that generally every Monday or Tuesday you'll have a new episode out or That way, if it's several days later and they haven't seen an episode, they'll call or email or something and ask, are you dead? Did you stop podcasting? Did you fade? So five reasons to live podcast, consistency and accountability, bonus experience and content for attendees, direct interaction with your listeners, community building interaction among your listeners, and number five, improves your content. Now, this might sound odd for you to hear, but think about this. And I have so many examples of this, but I won't share all of them. But consider this. You are podcasting and something comes to your mind and you say, oh, hey, I, I just remember there, there was a song. Um, there's a song about uh, uh, unicorns um, and it's by this crazy guy. That the, the song is like pink, fluffy unicorns. Um, I can't remember the name. Who was it that did that? Oh, I can't remember. And then, boom, someone in the chat room says, oh, it's the guy sons to wear pants to. And here's the link to the video. The chat room then answered my own question and improved my content because instead of my just saying, there's a video somewhere out there, I think, that has something to do with pink unicorns or something. I don't know. Look for it and you might find it. 
that's making you do a lot of work. Like the downloading listeners, I don't want to make you have to go and search for something. I want you to know right where it is. So if I'm saying that the chat room gives me the answer, then I have that answer there and I can say, oh yeah, it's this. I'm linking you then directly to the content or I can include that then in my show notes. The chat room can also improve the content by adding to what you're saying or not just correcting or answering issues you face, but adding to what you're saying. Like there might be a case where I know some friends of mine do a podcast about social media and also about um, Apple and Macintosh computers. And there are frequent times when they'll mention something like an application and they'll say, this works great on the iPhone and blah, 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 iPhone, blah, 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 iPhone, blah, 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 iPhone, blah, 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 iPod touch, blah, 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 iPhone, blah, 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 iPhone. And here I am. I'm an Android phone user, and I love my HTC Thunderbolt, but it's an Android phone, which means it's not an iPhone. Now, there are others out there, no doubt, and again, because of the interaction with the other community, I see others at the same time talking about, well, is there something like this for Android? And so I can add to that by saying, by the way, this is also available for Android, and it works great, or if you want Android, then if you're on an Android phone, then you can use this application instead. It does the exact same thing or it's by the same people, just different name, whatever the case is. I'm adding to the content, giving them stuff that they didn't know. And so as the podcaster, they might say, and as they're talking about this app, they'll say, and oh, Daniel just said that it's also available on the Android phone and it performs really well. So you can check that out, everyone, whether you have an iPhone or an Android phone, check it out over at whatever.com. So they're adding to the content, improving my content. So the five reasons, and this by no means is a complete list, but five reasons to live podcast, consistency and accountability, bonus experience and content for attendees, direct interaction with your audience, community building interaction among your listeners, and improves your content from the interactions with your listeners. Five reasons that you should podcast live. If you have more reasons to add to this, I would love to hear from you. Email feedback at noodle.mx and you're welcome to send an audio file along with that or just send a text email and I'll read it on the show. Feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332 or you can leave a comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. So those are five reasons to podcast live. Now let's talk about some cautions for podcasting live. Number one, caution. Don't neglect the rest of your audience. It is very easy, and I've talked about this before. It is very easy when you are podcasting live, and maybe you even see your face on the screen, like you have a monitor in some way that you're seeing what's going on, and you can see where you are in the frame and where your hands are in the frame and all of that. And you see yourself and you know your live audience is probably seeing you, maybe, if depending on what they're doing at that moment. And here's the habit or what you have to fight against. 
is starting to exclude or neglect the rest of your audience by focusing your content toward your live audience. This can happen when something in particular, uh, maybe something falls from the sky into your set or your screen or something, and you just say, oh, did you see that? Man, what was that? Oh, here it is. Yeah, see, that that was kind of crazy, wasn't it? Check it out. Isn't that cool? And I got this as a gift, and it's really cool. It's neat and squishy. And notice how when I squeeze it, the eyes kind of, well, the cheeks just kind of bulge out. And sometimes I worry about whether it will explode over my laptop and get all of its juice and stuff over my computer. Okay, what am I talking about? You have, you audio listeners, have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. And it's funny to us right now because we're making fun of this. But in this particular case, in case you're curious, I had a little rubber ducky-like thing that's filled with liquid, and when you squeeze it, it looks soapy on the inside. So that's an example of what it's like neglecting the rest of your listeners, because the best format for a podcast is audio, for general podcasts, unless you're specifically going to do video, like going to um, make a full-blown video podcast, the best format for your podcast is probably to focus on audio because it's the most accessible for everyone. So when you are doing a live podcast and you realize that now people are seeing you, they can see your facial expressions and they can see stuff in the room, don't let that make you neglect the rest of your audience because it will just frustrate the rest of your audience because they won't know what's going on. They're missing out on something. And if you didn't record your video and post it somewhere easy for them to get to or don't present it as a regular option for them to access, then they'll never know what you were talking about. So when you do video podcasting live, and if you have to show something, Make sure you describe it for your listeners. I am holding a water cup. Here is some lip balm. And I really like the nice yellow texture of this rubber ducky. But it's got this hole on the bottom, which is where a little light goes in so that when the rubber ducky is pressed, it has little lights and glows different colors and all of this. Or here's a jellyfish rubber ducky that when you squeeze it, it looks like soap on the inside. And See, I'm describing things for you. You audio listeners then are able to, to some extent, get a picture of what's going on in your mind. But it's a whole lot better than my saying, hey, check this out. Isn't this really cool? I really like it. It feels really neat and it's totally awesome. I just hope it doesn't make a mess on my computer. (laughs) So don't neglect your audience. That's number one. Number two, don't let the chat room or other technology you're using distract you. This is the other really hard thing for live podcasters is when you have a live podcast, I highly recommend you also have a chat room there because that's, like I said, that's how you get that interaction with the community. Most of the reasons I shared that you should podcast relate to having a chat room or some way that there's interaction between you and the listeners. 
So if you have a chat room, don't let it distract you. Because what can happen is that you see something in the chat room and then you you decide I'm going to interact. You decide that you um want to interact with you, right? You decide that you want to interact with the community, as I just typed a message in my chat room. And did you notice how annoying that was? That the show just came to a screeching halt. And suddenly, you as a listener are wondering, what's going on? Why do you stop? What's happening? And I'm suddenly, I stopped the show, essentially, is uh, what happened to the content. It just stopped. Because I took that time to type something. Now, this is much easier if you have a co-host or in some way are able to interact when something else is going on so your show doesn't come to a screeching halt. But always make sure you're focusing on your content. So if your co-host is saying something and you're interacting in the chat room, then your co-host asks you a question, you're in a tough spot because you have no idea what they said. You weren't paying attention. So don't let it distract you by interacting in it, but also don't let it distract you by reading it too much. This is where you have to develop a skill of saying one thing and reading another. It's kind of like patting your head and rubbing your stomach, or maybe it's patting your stomach and rubbing your head, or all three of those, and chewing gum and walking and singing and whistling and humming and all of that at the same time. It's not to that extreme, but you do have to get it to the aspect to the point where you can get a general idea of what's going on in the chat room while you're speaking. If the chat room is going to be a major distraction to you, don't look at it until you have time to take a breath. Like there, I had enough time to read three lines from the chat room that someone had written in the chat room. And that's an opportunity where I can just quickly see what's going on But then if I let that distract me, I'll lose my place. I won't know what I was saying. You as the listeners will be frustrated because suddenly the show again came to a screeching halt and you won't know what's going on. Another way that the live chat room can distract you from your content is the interaction that you have going that your listeners aren't a part of. Like... Here's another example. I could be podcasting about something and suddenly I see that, oh, hey, uh, Stephen just uh, said something. Oh, yeah, Stephen, that's, that's a great point. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that. Yeah, you are, you are so totally right. Yeah, I'm, everyone, Stephen is the bomb. He's just totally right on this point. Thank you for sharing that, Stephen. Now, let's move on. What did Stephen say? That's what you're left wondering. Because I drew attention to something that you weren't a part of. Now, you can do this tactfully, bringing content from the chat room into the podcast. And this is one of the benefits. Like I said before, the fifth reason to to podcast live is that it improves your content, is that you can bring this content in. Don't feel like you have to bring it in at the very moment it happens. Bring it in when it is relevant. If, you can't, if you're past that point of relevancy, 
then do a quick review and bring it in then, kind of like I had done earlier. So bring it in when it's relevant, but don't let it be a distraction for you. So cautions, don't neglect the rest of your audience. Number two, don't let the chat room or other technology distract you. And by other technology, I mean everything else you could be fiddling with that's part of the live thing. You could be fiddling with the camera, moving it up and down and just letting that distract you. Of, Am I in the camera? Maybe I should be over here. Maybe I should be over here. Messing you with your knobs and dials or sound effects or trying to load up this stuff to play. Don't let that distract you from your content. Number three Live shows are not compatible on all mobile devices. Pretty much the only way to do a live video show on the internet right now is using Adobe Flash technology. Do you know where Adobe Flash doesn't work? On Apple mobile devices. The iPod Touch, the iPhone, and the iPad. So if you are using an embedded player on your website and someone with an iPhone, an iPad, an iPod Touch, an iOS device, that's what all of those are. If someone with that visits your website and they want to watch your show, they're not going to be able to because it's powered with Flash and Apple hates Flash. So Apple does not allow Flash on their devices. There are workarounds to this, such as if you use certain technologies, for example, Ustream, if you use Ustream Producer, you can tell people, get the Ustream app and you can watch the show. Then they're not a part of your chat room, though. They can at least listen or watch live, but then they can't interact like they could before, especially if you're using a different chat room other than Ustream's provided chat room. And I'll talk more about that in future episodes. And the other way that you can do this that's a little bit more compatible is to use to drop down your level of what you're doing live. Instead of doing just video live, you could do have an audio-only version live. A service for that that I recommend is Mixler. That's at mixlr.com. And my friend Ray Ortega over at thepodcasterstudio.com has talked a lot about Mixler. He has an whole, a whole episode about it that you can, should listen to over there at thepodcasterstudio.com to learn more about Mixler. And that presents an option for you that's a bit more compatible on those mobile devices because audio is a little bit easier to be cross-compatible than video is. So cautions, number one, don't neglect the rest of your audience. Number two, don't let the chat room or other technology distract you. Number three, it's not compatible on all, number, on all mobile devices. Number four, it's complicated to do for free. And if you want it to not be so complicated, it takes money to make it easier. It is entirely possible to podcast live on the internet, sound effects, co-hosts, video, audio, chat room, all of that on one computer without a mixer. It's entirely possible. Doing it is complicated. You might need to buy some software. If you're going to buy some software, why not buy some hardware to make it easier? 
you will have to set up a lot of things that will be a little bit complicated. And you will find yourself forgetting things or things might not all work the same because it's software and it might slow down your computer. All of these things. But it is possible. That's the key is that it is possible to do with one computer and a microphone. And it could just be the internal microphone. It won't give you the best results either. So if you want to do something better, it is going to take money to do it live. Because here, I'll just give you an idea of some of the different situations you could have. You might have co-hosts coming in through Skype. So you have to figure out a way that you can record them, record yourself, record your sound effects, and send this out live on the internet so that your live visitors are also seeing yourself, maybe even seeing your co-hosts, hearing your co-hosts, hearing you, hearing your sound effects all live. Then what about do you have a mixer or not? How big is your mixer? How many inputs can it take? What kind of interface are you using? Are you using Windows or OS X? That can also be a factor on the software and what method you use. So all of these things, it's much easier when you put money into it. For example, I have in my workflow a mixer, several microphones, two computers, an external recorder, and a compressor limiter gate. All total, it's more than $1,000 of equipment, closer to $2,000 of audio equipment here. But it makes it super easy for me. Now, I'm not saying you have to spend $2,000 for it to be easy. This is just my particular setup. But it's to the point that for me, I just load a couple programs and click broadcast and turn everything on. And that's it. I don't have to do all of this fancy stuff because I've got everything set up. It's hardware. It stays here. And unless I bump something, then I don't have to change or reconfigure things every time. So you can do it for almost free. You have to have a computer, obviously. But you can do it for free. But it's complicated. You can do it easy, but then it's more expensive. So take your pick. Now that's exactly what I'm going to address in the upcoming episodes is the how to information. How can you podcast live to the internet if you're one person and have one computer? What if you want to do live sound effects or what if you want to take live calls or have a co-host or uh, add a mixer to your mix? What if you have multiple computers but you can't afford a mixer? What if you have multiple microphones or all of this stuff? What All of these different situations, and I've tried to come up with the basic ones, and here they are. I'll give you a preview of this. One, and When I say PC, I mean either Windows or OS X PC because they're both personal computers, really. So I'm using it in the broad sense of the term. So one PC and one host, you. One PC, one host, and sounds like music or audio that you need live. One PC, one host, sounds, and a mixer. Or one PC and multiple hosts. One PC, sound effects, and multiple hosts. Or one PC, mixer, sound effects, and multiple hosts. Or then there's all of that with two PCs or multiple PCs into the mix. Sounds and a couple PCs or sounds. Maybe you don't have a mixer, but you have two computers that you can use. Or maybe you have a mixer and three computers and all of this. 
So that's what I'll be talking about in the upcoming episodes is the how. I'll also be talking about some of the specific technologies that you can use, like looking at Livestream and Ustream and Bambuser and Justin.tv are different technologies you can use. Which one is my favorite? I like Ustream right now. But what are advantages of some of them and what are some of them? Maybe you didn't know there were other things other than Ustream. And it's pronounced Ustream, by the way. I heard someone pronounce it a stream, but it's Ustream. Or uh, what if you want to do audio only? Well, Mixler is a great option for you. But how do you use it? How do you set it up? How do you put it on your website? Because I highly recommend everyone have the live shows on their website. Don't point people to someone else's website like Ustream's website. Put it on your site. How do you put it on your site? How do you set up this technology? How do you connect your mixer to the computers to do the Skype calls and all of this? How do you play your sound effects live and get it into the recording? How do you add a, an external recorder into this whole mix? And all of this and more, the how-tos of doing live. I'll be addressing that in the next couple episodes. It's far too much content for just one episode. So that's why I'm saying it will have to be spread across several episodes. And if you have some specific questions of the hows, I would love to hear from you. Email feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. You can also leave a comment on the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. Now, I had those five reasons and four cautions about live podcasting. Maybe you have something to add to that. I would love to hear from you and love to include that in future episodes of what are your reasons for live podcasting? What reasons do you think I missed? Because by no means am I saying that I know everything and this is the ultimate reason and all of that. No. You have your own reasons, maybe, and you have your own cautions or worries or things that you see other live podcasters doing wrong or you're doing wrong or I'm doing wrong or any of that. I'd love to hear from you there, too. Give me that feedback and add your content to the show. Again, email. And by the way, you can email audio files if you want to pull out your mobile phone and record a message and email it, or if you've got your own studio and you want to record a message much higher quality than a telephone call, you can email that or just a written message to feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. And again, you can also leave a comment in the show notes, which are at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. By the way, speaking of live podcasting, Monday is my current live podcasting day at 2 p.m. Eastern time is when I do the Audacity to Podcast, 2 p.m. Eastern every Monday. And if you want to have some clean comedy in your mix, then join us in the evening time, 7 p.m. Eastern on Monday evenings. And both of these podcasts are with the chat room at noodle.mx slash live. So maybe you can join us for a future episode and you can get some of that bonus content. Like the people who have stuck it out with me today got to hear an episode I did earlier 
that I just was not happy with. And I interacted with the community a little bit and asked them, what did you think? I wasn't happy with this or I, I needed a word. Uh, I was having problems figuring out a word I needed for my show notes. So I interacted with them before I recorded this episode and they helped me out there and it was great. And I love the community that's growing there as we do these live shows. So join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time for the Audacity to Podcast or 7 p.m. Eastern for the Ramen Noodle Clean Comedy Podcast. And we would love to have you be a part of either of those by sending your feedback or just by being a part of the community that's there and interacting together. Check out the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 42. You remember that I'm a web designer and I am now self-employed. So if you need help with a website or cover art for your podcast, please send an email to me, daniel at noodle.mx. And also check out the website podcastcoverart.com to see what kind of podcast cover art I can design for you to make your message look great. Or if you even need podcast consulting, I'm available for that too. Just email daniel at noodle.mx. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx. Find more of our podcasts, clean comedy, Christian movie reviews with critical thinking, Christian worldview, and more to come. Check it out, noodle.mx, the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If you want technology in a podcast, check out Tech Podcasts. Dot com.